There we go. We're doing it. This is No Laugh Track Podcast. Episode, holy cow, 489. Yes, my name is Justin Severson. I get to host this each and every week here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. My guest this week has not sat across from me on this stage in 10 years, a decade. It's been a decade. A decade. I just came back to check in on the pod and see how you're doing. <laughs> I'm still here. We still still ex- here on the same stage, magically. <laughs> we still exist. It's this icy brigadoon. Yes, the only thing that's changed is last time you were here, James Adomian, is we used to bring out the uh, a couch. We used to sit, You, the guest would sit on the love seat when we recorded, and now you get a chair to lo- that looks like, in a table that looks like you're in school ready to... Uh, yeah. Take some lessons. Yeah, it looks like you're falling asleep at your desk, taking notes, or it looks like this is a, like a TV tray kind of interview. Yes, that's right. That's right. Would you like some more tea? Wouldn't mind it. I'm, gonna, I'm living in a world of tea these days. So here we are. We're back. Ten years. The last time you did it was, like I said, 489, episode 32. We were episode 32 back then. Hadn't even done it for a year yet. Wow. And yes. You, you, you're, you're on weekly? Yes. Wow. Yes. So it's been four. 457 weeks. Yes. Wow. Okay, yeah, that I mean, breaks down. Yeah, we've missed That's some. A decade. Yeah, we've missed some here and there. But yeah, here we are. We're back. Thank you for being here. I, when I saw your name on the board in there that you were coming back, you know, the uh, scheduled comedians, I was so freaking excited. So. Oh, yeah, real fun. So real fun. let's do this. First of all, you used the phrase uh, weather mistake right before we started recording. <laughs> yes. Weather mistake. So what, what was your weather mistake coming to looking, Minnesota? I was looking at the weather obsessively because I know it's winter and, you know, I was like, how cold is it going to be? Yeah. And I was and then I, I was like, OK, it's going to be down. I knew it was going to be colder than I've ever done, which the previous record was here 10 years ago when it was uh, I think the showtime low was like zero. And so I was like, I can handle that. How much colder could it be? And then it was showing like negative seventeen, and then in the pro- and then I started like okay, I'm gonna have to buy a couple of gloves and things like this. Then I, I think I was telling a friend in Canada how cold it was, and so I flipped over on the weather app to Celsius, and then without thinking like to turn it back, like the next day I opened it, I was like, oh my god, it's suddenly gonna be much colder than I thought. No, so I was looking at the Celsius no. temperature, and then and then I was like, and this was like a day before I'm leaving, and I was like, I've got, and it was my birthday, yeah, and I was like, I was like, I I, I was on Jimmy Kimmel, and then I was like, okay, I know I've got three hours, stop everything, I've got to go to REI before I do a birthday dinner, and I went to REI and I bought things as if it were gonna be like 27 or 30. 30 degrees below zero. As if you're going on a snowmobiling expedition. Yeah, Yeah, so I bought so much shit at REI as if I was going to be like stationed at a NORAD facility somewhere in northern Alaska, somewhere in the ice. Acme's putting you up in an igloo across the street. Yeah, and then like I bought all this stuff, and I'm wearing some of it. It's useful. But then like, uh, like, uh, like during travel, I was like, oh, this is Celsius. Flipped it back, and I was like, Okay, it's still cold, but it's not that cold. Yeah, I want to. Did you find out when the uh, when the pilot on the plane was like, "And uh, we'll be landing in Minneapolis later today, where the high will be uh, two. And you're like, two? It's supposed to be negative seventy. Yeah, what the fuck? Turn this plane around. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I demand a. I demand a reroute to Edmonton. <laughs> um. No, but you guys are like right up there with like Calgary and Edmonton is how could a city possibly function at this size in this cold? Because I, I realized now I'm like celebrating where last I was like, oh, last night it was only 15 below. Oh, what a relief. 
Yeah. That's insane. It, it, it is a total mind F when it hits 30 in the winter and you're like, oh my good, I'm like sweating, it's so warm out. That's the other, th- that's the other thing is that you can never really layer up enough because you have to go inside. Right. And it's always hot inside. Right. Right. People are like, oh, stay warm and when you go to Minneapolis. No, you have to stay cool when you go to Minneapolis. Yeah. You have to figure out that, which is bargain. And uh, one final thing about the weather is you and I also have to deal with the thing with the glasses the walking glasses. into buildings. I walked in here last night, and then I had to take them off, and I couldn't see anything. Where is everybody? I can't, I can't see. And I guess, I don't know, I haven't worn contact lenses in the extreme cold. I imagine that's uh, more dangerous. I don't own any. I don't bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how you imagine. They probably freeze solid, right? I don't, I don't want to <laughs> do I don't want to do the licking the pole at Christmas time thing with my, my eyeballs. Ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> You can only blink once, blink twice, and they stay shut. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Uh, what a week you have already had. Like you said, you had your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I'm 43. I'm a 1980 kid. Uh, someone at the show last night was also celebrating your birthday last night, so we we're the Aquarius of Aquarius class of 1980. So my, happy to see him around. I have one sibling, a yeah. sister. January 31st is her birthday as well. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh huh. That's a that's a prestigious birthday. Yeah, and a lot of coupons expire on January thirty first. A, l- a lot of like holiday coupons. Uh, the last uh, day to redeem them. The <laughs> the Super Bowl used to fall around that thirty first. Now it's pushed into the first or second week of February. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it does. Yeah, but I don't know if COVID did change the people's that's schedules or something. I love that you said coupons expire. <laughs> That's so correct. Uh, you're speaking my language when you think that. Or it's that also up, like a grace period. If you have to like file stuff with the state office of the controller. Yeah, there you by go. By the end of the year, there's like a grace period until January 31st. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, and then you mentioned that you had your birthday dinner already this week. I did. We are having. Uh, everybody was busy in my family for my sister, so we're not having ours until tomorrow night. If you can make it, it's going to be around five. Uh, maybe we could do a double birthday dinner. Maybe am I supposed to? Am I hired as a stripper or something? <laughs> At my parents' house? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the family. <laughs> Justin, you tell me. <laughs> I have to think about that one. I have to think about that one. Uh, the other thing you also slipped in there was that you were on Kimmel this week. Yeah. Uh, I've amazing been, performance, sir. First thank of all, you. I've been on there for now. I guess almost two years playing Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Most of those times. Yeah. And uh, I, I never it, – it always surprises me of, like, all the things I do, like, which ones any given year are, like, what TV wants to see from me. Okay. Because I'm like, I want to do stand-up, and I want to do cartoons, and, yeah, I want to do my pillow. And they're like, How, what, if you, what if you have a career only playing the my pillow guy? And I'm like, I will take the money. I mean, he, he makes enough It's worthy. Of it. <laughs> he makes enough off of it, but he started he started getting sued for like like lots of money. So uh I wanna pile on a little bit in his time of disaster. How much notice did you have that this one was gonna be happening this week on Kimmel? Uh just a few days. Just a few days. Yeah, I, I had to cancel the Wednesday show here just to be able to do it. A noble excuse. But um I mean, National was, TV, I guess. It was also a Minnesota vortex because he was on with me, Mike Lindell. And uh he he agreed to go on Kimmel in a claw machine <laughs> and be interviewed from like a like a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> David, David Buster's. Buster's claw machine, <laughs> like at a Six Flags park or carnival or something. And uh, we did a bit where I'm just <laughs> I'm some kind of like alt universe version of him at the same time. 
And it was like, I haven't seen anything like this since the dark days of the Twin Cities. we got to get you out of there, Mike. I can't believe he's a real person. And now I've met him. And uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, he's like a... He's he's like a standard kind of like church dad. He d- he has the kind of cologne smell to him, <laughs> you know. Oh boy, oh gosh, that was great. You really got me. Oh wow, you're in the Star Tribune. You're in all the papers in Minnesota. <laughs> I noticed here we're in the shadow of the Star Tribune here at Acme. We are. Hey, it's all connected. It looms over us like the Tower of Sauron. I mean, <laughs> it's all connected, no doubt. The other, this week wasn't the first time you've met him. Uh, we we did it once before, like a year ago. Okay, that's what I thought. And I was prepared for him to be hostile uh, when I first met him, you know. And he wasn't. He was like bashful and like happy to be. He was like, "Oh gosh, oh shucks," you know, like an old old Tex Avery Warner Brothers cartoon character. Oh boy, so great to be here! Wow. <laughs> Oh, boy, you really got me. Wow. <laughs> Did I hear you say somewhere he offered you a MyPillow when you met? Yes. He gave me, he gave me like, a box of two MyPillows. Oh, it, it's, it's buy one, get one free. I re-gifted them. <laughs> uh, it's, but I don't know what, I, don't, I, 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 I didn't use them. Do you know how many MyPillows I've re-gifted? He also gave me a pair of uh, MyPillow slippers. Oh. Which aren't bad. They're better than the pillow. I was like, I have never tried those. Never tried those. I had the job in radio about 10 years ago when you were here. I had a job in radio, and we used to get tons of my pillow freebies. I, mu- I must have got six of those one year around really? Christmas and regifted every one of them. That's his secret. Yes. That's his secret. Regifted every one of them. It's a, it's a regifting business. That's how I end up 50, 50 million bucks in the red. <laughs> it's going to pay for itself somewhere down the line, a future generation. Were you? Uh, I was terrified. <laughs> I had a nightmare. I was on crack cocaine, and let me tell you, the pillows were coming at me like the brooms in a Mickey Mouse cartoon. <laughs> I started chopping away at the pillows, and every time I did, they just kept coming back. Bump, 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 da bump. And I said, I've got to surrender and obey the pillows. <laughs> it's amazing to me that he came up with the whole business plan while, while still addicted to crack cocaine. Wandering around the streets. And this is a tough city to be a crackhead in. Like, you got to find an indoor place. <laughs> True. You got to find some kind of abandoned warehouse or something. So he was like, he was living in like a, he was living in like an RPG video game. Breaking in from house, like a first person shooter. But it was like a first person cr- smoker. Going around with, instead of a gun, you got a crack pipe sticking out the front of the camera. Wandering, shattered. You, you look for a broken window, you jump in, you hope it's somebody you know. Somewhere cozy to lay down. I burrowed 10 feet underneath the fairground one year for, for three months. Uh, so, you know, I mean, he, he's been in the spotlight, obviously, for several years now, and then the election and he went after the voting machines and all that and that you know didn't go anywhere were you did you ever think for a second that he wasn't going to stay pop, in pop culture i don't care if he does or not yeah. like some like i do these impressions and the people come and go yeah right <laughs> like sometimes they're not in the news for a while and sometimes they are and sometimes they die or sometimes they're sometimes they're reborn <laughs> And uh, or they re- re- reimagine themselves or whatever. And uh, I mean, I would be fine. I would be fine if he went to jail. I mean, he wouldn't. 
But I'm, I mean, all, if, uh, any almost anything that could happen to him, it would just make fuel for another bit. Yeah, exactly. I was sent to jail. I was sent to maximum security prison. <laughs> <laughs> I smuggled. All I could do is smuggle in a few pillows. They squeeze through the bar <laughs> because they're made of plushy material. It's soft and firm like a goddamn pillow should be. <laughs> the the, uh, the headlines describing his uh, appearance on Kimmel. Watch Jimmy Kimmel's bizarre interview with my pillow guy Mike Lindell. Was that local here? No, that was a national headline. Oh, I there believe. You go. Yeah. That sounds like what are we, what are we in the Washington Post? <laughs> um, I haven't got the Google alerts yet. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how the press was this week. Um, yeah, bizarre to say the least. Just to say the least. I mean, he was in a claw machine, <laughs> and he didn't have. You know, the other thing, I, he's like this folksy Midwestern dad, so he has these phrases for things. Yes. I, he called it something else. Like, he didn't call it a claw machine. He was like, one of those crab grabbers. Or <laughs> kitty crane. Yeah. Oh, they had me rigged up in a kitty crane, something bad. <laughs> so, uh, when you were here 10 years ago, we did the podcast, uh, one of the voices you were doing a lot back then was Gary Busey. Oh, let me tell you something. It's good to be back here in Minnesota. That stands for my ignorance never <laughs> never negates eternal suffering over transcendental auroras. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you do you revisit Gary Busey much anymore? I don't know. He's one who's out of the news. I know. There's nothing going on. No. I was canceled. Let me tell you something, folks. I was canceled. I, they canceled me like a first-day stamp. I, was, I went down to the Malibu post office, and they stamped. They put a they put a Gary Busey stamp right on my forehead, and they said, first day of issue, April Fool's, 2019, day of our Lord. They canceled me right there and then. I'm worth $20 if it's a resale. <laughs> I think he's probably just in Malibu. I'm in Malibu trying to kill myself every day, throwing myself off a cliff in the, for the redemption of Christ our Lord. I don't know what he's up to. What he's up to. Those acronyms that he did. Oh, my God. It never ends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to be here at Acme. <laughs> Always caring myself. Existing. <laughs> Doesn't even have to make sense. I and think those are like self-help acronyms that he finds. Yeah. Just as like, just like uh, markers along the path. If they started to make sense, we'd know something was not okay, right? Well, it's something has never been okay. Um, <laughs> he was, uh, it's, I, I guess, like he was lost his brain was like like jumbled loose, like a screwy squirrel banging himself with a large mallet. And <laughs> <laughs> boing, boing, boing. <laughs> I was in a live-action Roger Rabbit-style remake of uh, Screwy Squirrel. <laughs> Robin Williams had Popeye, I had screw, Screwy Squirrel. <laughs> the insurance was very angry. Two, 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 weeks into it, two weeks into it, I was driving a motorcycle sidecar around, dunked it straight into an ice fishing lake. You know who's someone that used to be on this podcast every year? Probably he did it seven, eight times, and then hasn't been around since COVID hit. Was Andy Kindler? Oh, what? How long ago? It's been it's been a few years. Right. Yeah. Right. We we you, this podcast you pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Kindler could easily show up here, but what's your, what's wrong? And there what? There were no book. There were no bookings in the intervening period. What's your, now? I'm here. What you, did, you, did you mean? You couldn't get Dane Cook. Again for another. Hmm? So hey, do, well, short notice. You get it's Kindler. Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I a third option of an orientation? 
It's like I'm sitting across from him. Oh, God, I love the guy. I love the guy. I do, too. The classic one I did, I was with him making fun of him, <laughs> as you do, He lo- which he loves. I was with him in a van or something, and I was like, uh, where, are you, where are you staying at, the Westin? Are they all booked up at the Eastin? Hmm? Now that's the material, is the, the cardinal directions uh, with the hotel chain and the thing. Suddenly, suddenly I'm a lean in. I'm a lean in comic. I'm one of these guys. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh my God. Have you have you you've been on the same bill with him and done that on stage? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Many times. Many times. He loves it. Like you know, the com- if I'm amazing. on a, the comics I'm on. If amazing. I'm on a bill, you know, in L. A. We live there, and so you see him more from time to time, or at a festival. Even. Sure. Sure. But uh, like, if I'm on the show with. Andy Kindler or Eddie Pepitone or Todd Glass, it's going to come up. <laughs> yes. Todd's done this podcast. Well, so has Eddie Pepitone. But Honestly, Todd- seriously, of course I have. And I've got one note. Acme is a great place. The ceilings are low. But is there any way you could turn the lights down oh my and God. maybe lower the ceiling a little bit more? The ceiling needs to be cut. Bring it down. Trust me. Honestly, I'll unscrew. I see about 50 light bulbs in here. I'll go up and I'll unscrew every light bulb and we'll lower the ceiling. Trust me on this. Honestly, if you can't lower the ceiling, you've got to raise the fucking floor. Honestly, and you see, and you do it, you do it, and it's like the, the whole building is like collapsed halfway, and he's like, honestly, it's a little bit better. <laughs> People, when they take the time to do it this way, it's the right way. It's honestly, I mean, uh, to George Garland, this is the way the comedy club should yes. look. <laughs> to George Garland! James, when you... <laughs> Uh, one of the times he did the podcast with me, I have this bag that I carried like my notebook and some crap with the podcast. Same one, 10 years? Oh, I might have mixed it up. Sure. Might have mixed it up. A bag. A bag. I carry a bag. bag. And I had it sitting, it was leaning on the chair when uh, Todd Glass and I were about to record. He got obsessed about it. He made me move it. Oh, yeah, he does that. Yes. Honestly, could you put that somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, it's bothering me aesthetically. Yes. Because he was bothering him aesthetically. He does that to me, too. I'll go do his podcast at his house. Uh, and he now, every time I go there, he lives in a smaller and smaller part of the house. He, like, rents out more and more of it to oh other people. My. And now sure. he, just, he has one room that he's in, like a hotel room. It's gotta and, be- uh, but he's got his, still his podcast studio there. And you come in and you're hungry, right? Because it's like dinner time. You do a podcast. So you have, you know, you have a little something you're finishing off. And he's like, could you get that shit off the table? <laughs> He doesn't like he doesn't like messes. Right. He doesn't like messes or lights. <laughs> um, so it's so freaking funny. Oh my god. Pepitone, yeah. Pepitone's been here. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, oh, I love the guy. I. Whenever we're on a show, uh, we do a bit where I interrupt him as him as his uh, estranged brother, Freddie Pepitone. Freddie, yeah. <laughs> so he's so he's on the stage, and I'm like, I didn't come down for this. I came all the way down. I'm the diametric opposite of you, and you know it. And then he's like, Ma, Freddie, you have no business horning in. I'm entertaining these young fucks. And, he, uh, and then it's like, you call this entertaining? Oh my Every one of them can't wait to get out of this room and back to a life that they have where they are loved instead of berated. Oh, my God. It goes on and on. And yes. On. We, we can't, I mean. <laughs> the, the magic of Eddie Pepitone. It's very fun to do. Oh, I can't only imagine. Oh, my God, I would love to and see that And I just that take the opposite opinion on everything. Right. I'm a moderate conservative. 
I like the money I have. I deserve it. The working people aren't working hard enough. <laughs> my God. And I'm very happy with my sex life. There's uh, <laughs> there's something we briefly started talking about before we uh, were recording, and that's the uh, there's a balloon floating across the country right now, oh a Chinese surveillance balloon. Thank uh, God. I don't know. I had the, I had CNN on on the way over here. I wasn't ready for this news. You know how there's news that you're ready for? Sure. First of all, I'm like, first of all, well, first of all, I'm like, why didn't they do this before? Or don't they have like higher altitude satellites? This is China. They're ahead of us in many ways. They should they should be able to spy on us less obviously. Yeah, where a farmer doesn't look up and see it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, there's trouble. <laughs> oh, uh, that's not one of ours. No, that's the Chinese right there. <laughs> uh oh, mother, <laughs> mother, bring me the red phone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's a uh, there's a balloon floating over. Uh, experts are saying, uh, you know, we should shoot it down. Don't shoot it down. What if there's another one? You know, what is it? What information is it taking right now? They say it's over Montana. <laughs> It's over Montana. It's headed eastwards. Is that right? So if you're spotting it, you could triangulate where the weather balloon is. I've done that. I could try. I, I did that. I did that. I did that on the set of Abraxas. I was able to. I was able to track uh, track a weather balloon by simple triangulation. I'm underwater demolitions team. A weather balloon doesn't phase me. You see that up on the sky? You're in Montana. It's heading eastbound. You know it means it's already over the Dakotas. And you know what that means, McMahon. It's heading to Minnesota. Jesse, name other cities that are east of where we are right now. <laughs> well, you got Milwaukee, but I have no respect for it. <laughs> Milwaukee is like St. Paul if you dumped it in coffee. Everything there smells like urine. And I like urine, but I like it to smell like water. Why? Because I'm a Navy SEAL. The official story is that it's a Chinese weather balloon. I'm not buying it. Can you imagine a universe in which I would buy it? The first, the first cover story they put on, out on CNN that it's a Chinese weather balloon and we've got to blame China. Been there, done that. <laughs> I think it, we know, look, we know, we know the facts. Yes. We know the facts. There was a joint project in Wuhan, China. That's right. There, that's where they developed COVID. We know it was an American-Chinese uh, operation. They were cooperating on it. And now the weather balloon, that's them trying to get rid of the last of it. Why now? That's the way that you, they packaged it up like leftovers. They've got the last of COVID and all the variants, and they're trying to take it over here for a Valentine's Day surprise. <laughs> so it's the timing of Valentine's yep. Day. <laughs> it's a Chinese Valentine balloon, and it's, <laughs> and it's got all the COVIDs as if we're, uh, we ordered takeout. <laughs> Jesse, what do you think? Should we have shot it down? We should have shot, of course, but we're going to shoot it down. As soon as it comes over the state of Minnesota, I'm a former governor. That means I still have a secret rank in the National Guard. You realize there's National Guard's battalions that swear loyalty to me. Jesse, I heard an expert on the radio talk about that if uh, maybe the government's waiting to shoot it down over a body of water. Is that fair to what's living in the water? Well, we've got lakes here. I think they should. Uh, no, what better than to shoot it down right here? Then you've got, you can shoot it down and fashion it into an ice fishing hut. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I, I think the safest place to bring it down is Moose Lake. <laughs> Moose Lake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the lake is in the name, so obviously. Bring it down in winter. That way, anything that's in there, Roswell-wise, is going to be well-preserved. You're not going to have it bloated in the desert like in New Mexico. That's right. You're going to have it well-preserved right there on the ice. You can drag it out on a little toboggan. <laughs> Jesse, where are Steer you? Steer it out on a toboggan, where? and I'll bring it into my personal facility and examine what's inside. <laughs> Where's Jesse living these days? Well, I'm down in Cabo San Lucas at an undisclosed location next to a major resort. Next to a major resort. I don't want resort. anybody to know where I am, except it's somewhere <laughs> in Los Cabos. You know there's three Cabos. In Spanish, that's tres Cabos. See, <gasps> See, si. 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 yo, 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 yo estoy, um, uh, ahora, ahora yo vivo por, uh, in el invierno, yo vivo in Mexico, en uh, Los Cabos. See, si. entonces, es, no estoy frío por el invierno, estoy muy calor. <laughs> yo y mi familia y mi esposa. Not many knew that Jesse was bilingual. Sí, bilingual, también tra, trilingual. <laughs> trilingual, oh. porque yeah, muchas, muchas, muchas lenguas. <laughs> muchas idiomas. <laughs> lenguas, of course, that means tongues. I also eat lots of tongues. That's how I, that's how I maintain. You got to eat the part of the animal you want. I'm a talker. I've eat, I ate enough hearts. I ate enough hearts back when I was doing the booth at the at the ringside. I was doing the mic ringside. Now I eat tongues. I speak. I speak with the. I speak with the 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 sounds of a thousand beasts. I can't wait to see YouTube try to do captioning on this. That's going to be tough, especially since the captions are run by the British royal family. You know that they go. They go. Uh, they go every year. They're they're in cahoots with Google, with Alphabet. How what, it, what we were supposed to just allow that that Google now declares itself to be the entirety of the alphabet. <laughs> I don't accept it. The alphabet goes back to the ancient Phoenicians, <laughs> and now they're in league with the British royal family. They they uh, Google look. You know how they got Queen Elizabeth, of course. She started Googling what she was up to. She started trying to open up what she herself was involved in, and they said, we're pulling the plug. (laughs) The real way she died was they got rid of her in the same tunnel as Diana. I've read the documents. <laughs> You've seen. Yep, you can't get You've the seen truth the documents. On, you can't get the truth on Google. It's always on Bing. <laughs> oh my God, James! You ever notice that my vocal cords sound like they're made of steel, and it's thirty below zero, <laughs> scraping against each other? You can hear the shavings. It's, you can hear the metallic shavings rumbling around in there. It's a painful combo. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you, James Adomian, yep. about uh, so you've done this, you've done the famous Minnesotan voices, Jesse, Mike Lindell. Um, yeah, what else is there? There's uh, Al Franken. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I met I met Al Franken. I met Al Franken once at the state fair. I was here in the summer, and Al Franken was there pressing the flesh when he first ran for uh, you know, you know, for the Senate. Yeah, and uh, he was talking to Minnesotans, and you'd see these people come up and be like. I want to know what you want to do about. Uh, well, I want to know what you want to do about um, 
the crops, the crop prices out here. And, and he was, he talked to everybody going like, yeah, well, you know, I think what we got to do is, you know, we got to put the corn on a stick. It's going to solve everything. <laughs> you put it on a stick, it's no longer a problem. I just have one uh, direct question to, um, and that is, why did you, when you were here doing the week at Acme, why didn't you do the podcast? When? He was here. He did a week here. Oh, he didn't go on? Correct. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, you know, the podcast, um, you know, it's fine. You know, it's like, you know, I'm a radio guy. I just, I like to be able to break and make sure, you know, that I get to take every five or ten minutes and go, hey, you should uh, look into Breath Assure and make sure your breath is good. Here's a 5% discount. You know, you know, the Air America thing. I'm, I'll do a podcast if it's labeled uh, Air America. How about that? You know who else is from, uh, so I, I was here, I saw your set last night, by the way, I haven't told you that. Oh, Hilarious, lovely. fucking hilarious. Lovely. Lo- lo- oh, so, so unbelievably good. Um, and at one I point- noticed there were a couple people that walked out, and I was like, ah, I'm pissing some people off. And then several people messaged me like, had to leave, too cold. <laughs> you know, like, we, like uh, gotta button up the house, you know? Oh, sure. We left the daughter at home, had to button up the house, you were good up until we left. There's a cold time limit, apparently, huh? I, guess so. I didn't know about that. I, guess I didn't. So. I didn't know about that. You mentioned uh, the Wizard of Oz last night yes. on set, on on stage. You know that Judy Garland from Minnesota. Unbelievable. That's mm-hmm. going in. That's going in tonight. I learned so many things here. Okay. Um, Judy Garland. Wow. From? That's why she was singing about somewhere over the rainbow. It was like a desperate plea. <laughs> yes. It was code for heat. <laughs> I'm so cold here. Yeah, it's a, like fuck the wi- fuck the land of Oz. She would have been happy just to escape to Kansas. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't want you to do it now, but I you do a voice from. Uh, well, I mean, you can do it if you want, but the 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 part that you do on stage of the the guy who pokes the witch. You killed her. Holy fuck! <laughs> Hail Dorothy. And it stands out because it's just like what? Where did they get this guy? <laughs> right. Nobody knows anything about him. <laughs> Harold Dorothy. Harold Dorothy. And then they all of them sing that song. Oreo, yo, and there's lyrics to it. I found out. Oh, it's oh we love the old one, meaning the witch. Oh, they love her, or they have to. They have to say that they love her. She requires it. Well, of course. This is the this is the full uh, mythology when you when you pick up the book and read it. Did you? Uh, just side note, did you see they're getting, somebody's redoing Wizard of Oz? Oh, great. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I yeah. hope it's uh, I hope it's going to be a sassy Shrek-like reboot. <laughs> Hopefully they can get James Franco for it. <laughs> I know one thing. It's going to be sassy. Um, yeah, I hope that it's like, uh, I hope that it's the Wizard of Oz with cell phones and that everybody's like, uh, um, I just got a text from the wizard. <laughs> the- you're not sure it's a wizard because he uses a different username. <laughs> hey, maybe this will be Johnny Depp's big comeback. <laughs> would you hire Johnny Depp if you had a? No, who would yeah. make? Who would make? Who? Oh, how would I cast a Wizard of Oz nowadays? Oh my God. Okay. All right. I could do this. Eddie Pepitone is the Cowardly Lion. I am practically Bert Law already. I'm cowardly. I don't want to face it. Um, that would be fun. 
You know who else is from Minnesota? Uh, maybe you could work on this one. Maria Bamford. Well, that's the good witch Glenda, of course. You see? <laughs> oh, Dorothy. <laughs> and then she, but then she starts talking to herself as her mother. Oh, Glenda, have you ever thought of getting a real job? Glenda, I'm just worried about your future prospects of marriage. You just keep appearing in, the, in bubbles to young ladies, Glenda. Is it something you can talk to your therapist about? Is there anybody else? Let's see. Uh, uh, well, Louis, we lost Louis. Louis Anderson from Minnesota. He passed away. Oh, too bad. Yeah. What a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. I met him once. Brief. I just got to say hello to him. I grew. I grew up loving that guy. Yeah. Who didn't? Yeah. Yeah. Who didn't? He was the best. I knew him as well. I, you I met did? him. Oh yeah, I you, met him several times. You yeah. knew him more than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was great. Fifty-five is how I drive. <laughs> Fifty-five to stay alive. <laughs> God, his stand-up and his cartoon. Oh James, I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah, he, I think he saw my show and he's like, that was funny. You're funny. <laughs> um, You're funny, James. God damn. What, uh, Gone too soon. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what Was he in Las Vegas till the end? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Yep. Good. Stayed, he uh, died on his feet. Yeah, yeah, right? Good. Uh, voiceover stuff. What are you doing these days? Um... I do a lot. Yeah. I'm on, and I, it's hard to stay on top of. I was going to say, can you even keep track? No, because the ones I'm working on now haven't aired. Some of them haven't aired, and they won't for like a year. And then there's the things that I love and I want to promote that get canceled very quickly because that's how cartoons are. Yeah. They- um, currently, cutting edge, I'm on City Island on PBS, which is a great, great kids cartoon from Augen Blick Studios. Over the years, I've been in a lot of Augenblick uh, animation uh, productions, like um, uh, Death Hacks, and uh, oh God, I, for- I forget some of them. Um, but m- more recently, um, 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 City Island, which is kind of like a New York City alternate version for kids, where all the inanimate objects are alive and talk to each other. So I played a subway car. I played a bridge. I I played a bridge as this like wise old George Plimpton type guy, you know. We go from one side to another, you know. <laughs> Teaching this young little light bulb. Uh, George Plimpton had a great voice. He did have a great voice. Yes. George Plimpton, you know, from one side to another. All we know is the commonality, and that's the span of the roadway, and that's truly what we are. Amazing. Um. Amazing. um yeah, it's a fun show. I'm also on Harley Quinn. I play Bane. Yes! I play a bunch of other uh, uh, characters on there. Adult cartoon, that one. That's an adult cartoon. Um, I play the Clock King. <laughs> and it, can, canonically in the show, he's um, he's the boyfriend of the Riddler. And he's like this emotional wreck of a needy boyfriend, which is really fun. Because that's what I am. And uh, it's 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 one of it's one of a few um, gay couples that I've been able to be a part of in Cartoon Land. They have no use for me on camera as a gay boyfriend, but uh, in cartoons, I'm ideal. Hilarious. Um, as long as I have a clock for a face. So there's a new like a Valentine's special. There's coming a Valentine's out. Day special coming out. Uh, HBO it's, Max. It's, it's Bane oriented. <laughs> um, I don't want to give it away, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> What could I possibly give away? It's the same shit. It's me doing the Tom Hardy Bane. Uh, when I they hired me for it, and I was like, "So you want me to do?" I like looked at the script. I was like, "So you want me to do like the 
Tom Hardy Bane? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, so uh, people love it. People seem to love it. Um, it's fun. It's very fun. They let me riff on that show. The awesome. scripts are great, and they let me riff as much as I want. I really loved, too, in one of the episodes, there was a cold open, and I got to play like a like a hyper-opinionated, negative fanboy in a basement who was watching Harley Quinn or about to watch it and not liking it. Uh-oh. Like an internet guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was me and Phil Lamar as these two kind of like couch dwellers. <laughs> And I, we, with like loud opinions, like I don't want to watch another Warner Brothers Mary Sue. And it was this cold open where we were shitting on the show before it started, and it was so fun. Oh my god, that's so awesome! So inside, and like I don't really participate in that level of online, but I'm aware of it. You know, right? right. (laughs) Oh my god, they never get their time in the sun. So that was that was that was fun. They let me play games like that on Harley Quinn. That is fantastic. Um. Uh, what else? What the hell else am I on? Um, I'm on um, uh, Inside Job, which just got canceled on Netflix. Um, and is, uh, is that connected to too many people not paying for Netflix? Maybe. Uh, maybe that's the excuse. I don't know. Also on HBO, I'm on Looney Tunes as uh, um, the gangster with the tall hat who kidnaps Bugs Bunny. You know, uh, kidnaps Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, it's a great reboot of Looney Tunes, and they do a lot of the classic cartoons, and they just kind of like redo them and update them, but with the same respect for what the humor is. Yeah. And Eric Bowza does most of the voices. He does like Donald uh, Donald Duck. What an idiot! Come on, James, get with the program. He does. How dare you? Sam? Yeah. <laughs> he does. Um. Daffy Duck and yeah. Bugs Bunny, and uh, I think he does Porky Pig. He does a lot of the like the main Mel Mel Blanc voices, and then I was that that gangster character that's modeled after j- the old black and white cinema George, yeah. actor George Raff. So it's like shut up, rabbit. Yeah, shut up, shutting up. And I loved doing that as a child, and now I've gotten to do it on a couple episodes of the show. And the voiceover legend Fred Tatashore plays the dumb. Like uh, uh, Flunky, the dumb. Uh, oh, uh, his little sidekick. The side, the big sidekick of the little boss. You know, yeah, okay, boss. Who <laughs> gets everything wrong? Yes. And, and you know, Fred Tatashori, If you don't know him, he's like a voiceover legend, and it's so fun. That we got to do that. I think we got to do those right before COVID. Okay. And so we did all that, like literally, like, like that was like the week before everything shut down. We did all the Looney Tunes stuff, but that's out now, and. Uh, I don't remember what's been canceled or not. Oh, um, well, shit. I'm on. Uh, I'm. I'm on. Uh, yeah. I, I, how do you plug things that aren't out yet? I was on Close Enough, also on HBO. Oh, yep. Also canceled. This is fun. This is the fun part of. Do you have anything to plug? Well, I did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I got one final thing we're gonna talk about here. Yeah, I love it. I, I searched your name on eBay. Uh oh. What do you think I found? Do you have any idea? Um, on eBay, probably t- t-shirts from my old album, like Low Hanging Fruit 2012, uh, with the mustache uh, where I kind of made myself look like the anonymous logo. Oh, uh, no, but I do know it because I have a copy of it. Hey! That I think I bought from you at a show, it was before the act. That was in the twilight show. of, uh, oh, that's, that sounds like me. Sell merch before the show. When no, they no, was, no. When they still want it. No, 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 it was at a different venue. You, 
is it the Cedar in Minneapolis? You did a show with somebody. Uh, I bet it was a comedy bang bang tour. Yes. At the Cedar Lodge? Cedar Room? It's called the the Cedar Cultural Center. Cedar Cultural Center. I remember that was a fun show. I played Jesse Ventura there. Yes. Um, I went to that. I think that's where I bought the album. Yes. And I, that was in the twilight of the era of uh, physical CD albums. Yeah. I, uh, I, I. I, I like the way that looked. I liked that package. It was well, cute. We just really nice. we re-released it this last year. Um, it was re-released and put back out on uh, on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and all that. Oh, nice! I saw there's an album fruit. version now. Uh, right? There's no vinyl album. Oh, there yet. isn't. No, there should. Maybe there's a bootleg, like okay. <laughs> like a Led Zeppelin concert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling them. Here's the truth. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to tell you what I found on eBay. Aud- uh, your autograph. Oh, really? Yes. Why would anyone pay for that? They're probably getting less for it than... It's probably like Minnesota weather prices. It's like 20 below zero. James Adomian signed BoJack Horseman 8x10. Okay. $52. That's too much. Honestly, you could probably make an offer for that. Oh, I know. I know this. You know what? There's There's paparazzi, and they're perplexed because I'm often around famous people but i'm not famous so like paparazzi will stake out a show or like a tv taping like jimmy kimmel or something and they're there to see ringo star or like jim gaffigan or whoever i happen to be on a show with and uh and then i walk by and i'm on their list but they're like i kind of trained them because they would get pictures of me in like heavy makeup as George W. Bush from Harold and Kumar, like prosthetic makeup. And I'm like, I don't want to be known. I liked, I'm glad I was in that movie, but I don't want to, that's not what I want to be known for. So I told them, I was like, you know what? Get sexier pictures of me or get cartoons. So they didn't find any sexy pictures of me because they don't exist. But they did find, they found plenty of cartoon pictures. So now I've trained the paparazzi to bring me cartoon characters, and that's what I signed. But it's still not worth anything yet. Hilarious. That, that, uh, so there's another one, Venture Brothers. I must have signed. Okay, sure. Another cartoon pick. It's probably the same guy. Oh, I guarantee it. Same price, but this is where things get interesting. A little more interesting. Uh, this one comes with a certificate of authenticity. Serious stuff there. I don't issue those. What? No, the, no. The Bureau of James Adomian Artifacts? <laughs> it has a vial of your blood that comes with it. No, um, this one is uh, autographed Adventure Time. Were you on Adventure Time? Is that a character? Yes. But here's the thing. Thirty-seven ninety-nine. That's a discount. Discount. He, he didn't have as many lines. Is that it? You think that was uh, the character Ogdode who had morphed into some kind of demon in Adventure Time? That's that's ten years ago. Interesting. And then there's a uh, uh, a cartoon president on DVD. Yes, that was a fun run. Yep, that was uh, a fun run. Trump and Bernie live from Brooklyn, of course. On, Is that signed? On no. Nope, okay. on CD. On CD, sure. And That's just, they're tired of listening to it. <laughs> That's my other album. That's no, no, the, these, are, these are new copies, not used. People. That's the comedy, uh, oh, I see, that's to buy new. Yeah. That's the uh, Trump versus Bernie debate that I did with Anthony Atamanik. We did it here in Minneapolis. I forget the name of the venue. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we recorded it live in 20, what did this, what what, what year was that? 2016 16, in probably. New York, yeah. Yeah. We were doing a second tour in 2020 and had to cut it short for uh, COVID. That was fun. Some bitch. That was fun. Uh, we've gone over half an hour. I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. So That's fine. Let's, um, I've got to go to the Grays. I'm having lunch at the Grays. Does that make sense? 
Um, because I've only heard of it and never been there, it must sure. be nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to rub this in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we should be mentioning besides coming to Acme to see you while there's still a yeah, chance? Yeah, when does this come out? As soon as possible. Hopefully oh, today. today. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got two shows here Friday night, uh, 7 and 9.30, and then also two shows Saturday, 7 and 9.30. And uh, I always have a blast in Minnesota. This is my second time at Acme, and I, I really like the club. You're not on TikTok, is that correct? No, but a lot of my stuff is. Yes, a ton of it. Uh, maybe I should get on, but I just um, haven't made time for it. I, I actually am trying to post less and be on the internet less. But uh, boy, oh boy, the fans really don't really, that's no way to engage with them. <laughs> when everybody else is doing the opposite these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it just, I, uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Fair enough. Uh, but you use what? Instagram? Is that a good follow for sure, you? Sure, yes. Instagram. Sure. Follow me on Instagram, at Jadomian. And uh, <laughs> I, I joined Mastodon and Vero. Um, there's nobody there, but if you are, I'm on those places. I joined Mastodon the day everybody was talking about it. Sure. have never looked at and it. And it was fun. To, I joined it and I posted a couple things, but uh, it's fine. It's a fine thing, but nobody's on there. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. No. I'll see you, at tru- I'll see you on Truth Social. Truth social, sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a nice, I'm looking for a nice new social media. I think a lot of people are, where you can just kind of po- post things and promote things, and everybody shuts up. I think that's Eventbrite. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the future of social media, <laughs> just Eventbrite. Yeah, where no one gets to comment. Is that right, saying? exactly. Perfect. This has been great. Let's do it uh, hopefully sooner than um, 2033. Uh, or, or why not? Let's, <laughs> let's make it the threes. <laughs> or, or why not? On the threes and the threes, we've got James Adobe in here, always in Minneapolis. On the threes, reliably. Here he is at Acme, folks. Thank By you, threes, we don't mean minutes, we mean years. You're great, Justin. Thanks for having me back. Thank you.